Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weatherpeak. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, October 17th. And you know, doing this podcast early on a Monday morning, and I got that big smile on my face because the Jets beat the Packers. I did a pretty good gritty. I, I think on the Herd Friday, I got a lot of shout outs from some of you guys. My brother, who celebrated a birthday over the weekend, texted me, I give you a five out of 10 on your gritty, better than Mike Gusecki, not as good as Zach Wilson. And I was like, I don't even know how to take that, but I'll take it. Uh, but we can't open the podcast with the Jets. Listen, it was a phenomenal sports weekend. What's crazy is Saturday's college football was incredible. And I don't even think we're going to be able to talk about it for a couple days because the NBA season starts Tuesday. We have a great guest tomorrow for the podcast. Um, and listen, I would love to talk baseball and the Dodgers just totally soiling themselves against the Padres and now being out of the postseason. But we can't even do it with baseball because the juiciest story in the NFL, pretty much it's been an off-the-field story for the first few weeks. It is now seeping onto the field. Because if you watch Tom Brady and the Bucks, absolutely do everything wrong, everything against a woeful Pittsburgh Steelers team, lose. They were eight eight point favorites. A lot of people took them in the in Survivor, and and they are now done with Survivor. But there are huge problems on this Tampa Bay Bucks team. And folks, I'm talking off the field. Friday night, it was reported Tom Brady 
did not go with his team to Pittsburgh. Instead, he went to Robert Kraft's wedding. Now, I lost track of how many wives Robert Kraft has had and how many weddings he's had. Maybe Rob G can dig that up. But Robert Kraft, who's like, I think, 77, married some 47-year-old in New York City and had a big party. Tom Brady went to it Friday night. But it wasn't just that because he didn't leave Friday night. He didn't even leave Saturday morning. He missed the Patriots. I'm sorry, the Patriots. He missed the Buccaneers walkthrough against the Steelers and the team meeting in the morning. Now, maybe he and uh, Todd Bowles had figured this out beforehand that, hey, you're good. You got to go to this. Kraft was your boss. I mean, and listen, let's be realistic. Kraft and Brady go way back. Brady was their quarterback. I have it in my notes here. 20 years. He won six Super Bowls with the guy. But I'm not saying you got to go to his wedding if this is like his fifth wedding. I mean, skipping a team walkthrough when you guys are three and two. And by the way, your offensive line is playing musical chairs and your wide receivers have been in and out of the lineup. And oh, by the way, you didn't even look good on Sunday. And to cap it, if you were watching the broadcast, I think it was midway through the second quarter, Tom Brady unhappy with all the three and outs, the offensive line sitting there. Brady comes over and starts yelling and pointing fingers and you can hear the audible F-bombs. So let me get this straight. Tom Brady is 45. He came back to the Bucks. His wife did not want him to. His wife wanted him to stay retired. Tom Brady came back to the Bucks. They're now struggling. They have offensive line injuries all over the place. The receivers have been in and out of the lineup. He has baked in every Wednesday that he's allowed to, you know, mispractice because he's a veteran. And now his marriage is falling apart. He's dealing with divorce lawyers and he skips a team walkthrough to go to his former boss's wedding. You know, Bill Belichick had a game on Sunday. I did not see any reports that Belichick went to Kraft's wedding. You know when Kraft invited Belichick, and obviously he did. I'm sure Belichick said, I got a game plan and a walkthrough. I I can't do that. And we're on the road in Cleveland, so no way. Tom Brady, yeah, you know, we're we're supposed to be in Pittsburgh, but Mr. Kraft, I got to be there. Like, are you serious? By the way, Tampa's got some real problems, folks. They are they now fall into three and three with this loss. The offense is anemic. And listen, I'm the jackass who, when I was struggling to get in my five picks for the contest, by the way, I went two and three and oh friggin' hurt so bad. I decided because the Pittsburgh Steelers had everybody out, three of their four starting secondary guys, including Minka Fitzpatrick, missed the game. So what I'm sitting there putting in the picks and I needed a fifth. I'm like, I I guess I got to go Tampa, right? I mean, at at Pittsburgh, they just lost 38-3. I know they'll probably bounce back, but the injuries, no TJ Watt, come on. And at no point in this game did I feel good about Tampa, and that includes when Kenny Pickett got knocked out of the game with a concussion. Enter Mitch Trubisky, and it's like, guys, come on, this is a layup. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, all he does is blow things. Like, he's not a good quarterback. He was benched for a rookie. And Tampa still could not get the job done. Trubisky, by the way, looked pretty good. And there could be a quarterback controversy because, I'll be honest, Trubisky looked good enough, like, driving down the field for the game-winning score, getting key uh, first downs late. Like, Trubisky looked good. Pittsburgh's still trash. They're awful. But Trubisky, he might be the guy. There, at least for the rest of this season. But back to Tampa Bay. So now they fall to three and three. They've lost three of four. Okay. The win over Dallas looks good in hindsight. The win over the Saints looks okay. Remember, that was super close. And then there was some chicanery with the referees. They lost to Green Bay, which is not a good loss. They kind of got their doors blown off by KC, even though the final was only 10. They scraped by Atlanta, no cover. And they cannot cover and lose outright to Pittsburgh. Now, they're in Carolina this week. Carolina's a mess, so (laughs) that's got to be a win. But listen to the rest of the schedule. Baltimore, Rams, frisky Seattle, Cleveland will not have Deshaun Watson. And then they end the season, San Fran, Bengals, Arizona, although Arizona looks awful right now. So, listen, I think Tampa's still going to the playoffs, but, but folks, I think it's time to really start wondering Geez, why the hell did Tom Brady come back? Now, I do realize they were 7-5 and five a couple years ago, 7-5, and five, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl, just like the Rams were 7-5 and five last year. So there is going to be some extra consternation that they're, oh, they're 3-3? Three and three? Tied with the Falcons? Listen, the Panthers are cooked. 
The Saints are on the struggle bus, and they don't know who they're starting next week, Dalton or Jameis. They've got massive injuries too. It's too early to panic if you're the Bucs, but for just Tom Brady, think about this. He came back. His wife, his marriage was basically on the line. His wife is angry with him. By the way, Giselle did not go to Kraft's wedding. Brady went there solo, according to one report. So he jeopardized his entire marriage and family so he could come back to a team that now has a million offensive line injuries, and they frankly just don't look that good. They can't do anything in the red zone. They had two goal-to-goes, and they had to settle for field goals. One for four in the red zone. I mean, this team just, they, they can't do anything. Antonio Brown was there last year. Gronk was there last year. This is a Tampa Bay team that looks ordinary. And what's scariest about this is the NFC is way, way down. Green Bay, which we'll get to momentarily, only 3-3. Three and three. Okay? The, a, the NFC West, which last year had three teams in the playoffs, has a three-way tie for first between the Niners, Rams, and Seahawks. Three of those, uh, Arizona's two and four. The Rams have a negative point differential. So do the Seahawks. The 49ers, this is, cr- this is a crazy set. This is how weak the NFC is right now. The 49ers, by the end of their loss to Atlanta, had 11 of their 22 starters either on IR, inactive, or left the Falcons game early. Half of their starting lineup. Folks, I know Tampa can come back. It's, it's not a done deal. They're not cooked. But right now, it looks extremely bleak if you're Tom Brady. The guy's showing up looking gaunt, like his his cheeks are like sunken in. He's so stressed out. And now F-bombing your teammates the day after you missed the walkthrough because you were boozing it up at Kraft's wedding, even if you weren't boozing it up. And we know Brady's on the TB12 diet. He probably wasn't drinking. The mere fact that you're out late and not with the team in Pittsburgh doing the walkthrough and going to morning meetings at what point does the other guys in Tampa look around and be like, yo, Brady, what the hell's going on? Right now, the best two teams in the NFC, I mean, the best three teams, are the Eagles, the Vikings. They're both 6-0 and and 5-1. and And I don't know, Rob. I, <laughs> it's a tough sell to say the 5-1 and Giants with a plus 14-point differential. They got lucky as hell against the, the, the Ravens, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I, right at this juncture, I don't think the, the the Bucks are a top three team in the NFC. Even with all the injuries to the Niners, they're definitely behind the Vikings and the Eagles. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of worried about Tom Brady, and not just on a football level. Like this is uncharacteristic of buttoned up Tom Brady, Rob. Absolutely. I mean, um, as far as the long term outlook. You know, I said a few weeks ago that they are my pick to come out of the NFC, and I still feel that way because I think the defense is really good, and I think eventually Tom Brady will get on track, you know, with Godwin and Evans, Fournette. I think the offensive line will do just enough to where they become serviceable as the year goes on. But the bigger story, to your point, is everything outside of the football team with Tom Brady because him yelling at his offensive line and cursing guys out, like, that's not new. He's been doing that for decades now. But this is the first time I can recall in in all of my years watching Tom Brady, him not feeling like he's 100% in on football. And it's surprising that this is the case considering by all accounts and by all reports, he sacrificed his marriage for football. So if you were willing to give that up, wouldn't you want to be all in with your team? And it seems like he hasn't been going back to him skipping two weeks of training camp to you bring up this thing about him missing the uh, the walkthroughs to, to uh, go to a wedding, which, by the way, I want to go quick tangent. Robert Kraft owns an NFL franchise. Why the hell is he getting married during football season? <laughs> like, if we know as media Shotgun members and, and fans of football, we know that you don't get married during football season. Like, what are you thinking? That's just, that's just poor timing on your part. But... Yeah, I mean, Tom, Tom doesn't feel like he's locked in the way he normally is. And with him, especially with him, given that he doesn't have the raw talent that an Aaron Rodgers has, a Pat Mahomes have, Josh Allen, doesn't have the rocket arm, doesn't have the, the fleetest of foot, um, doesn't have you know what you would call the prototype of what you're looking for in terms of physical attributes from a quarterback. 
where he got by was he was a maniacal worker and he studied game tape like no other, similar to Peyton Manning. Because Peyton Manning didn't have a rocket yeah, on all that kind of guy, stuff. I think he started at Michigan as like the sixth quarterback on the depth chart as a freshman. Yeah. Something crazy. Yeah, so he was winning games between the years. That's how he got his – that's why he won seven Super Bowls because of the way he thinks the game. And if you're going to shortchange that, especially at age – what is he, 42 – 40, whatever, how he's 45. 40s, he's 45. Whatever, he, he's old, super old. You didn't have those physical gifts to begin with. Now you're at age 45 and you're not fully locked in mentally. This is not looking good for Tom Brady. Right and, now and listen, it's not just 45 year old Brady. The other old man who is a superstar quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Now he's 38, turns 39 here in December. So like six, seven weeks. Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying he's washed, but he has had another bad game. And this is my way of crowbarring the Jets. I had to wait 10 minutes to get the Jets in. I I guarantee you later this morning I will get Jets in early and often on the herd. That being said, folks, this ain't the same Aaron Rodgers we've known for a while. Aaron Rodgers does not look like himself. The Packers lose again. First time under uh, Rodgers and Lafleur that the Packers have lost back-to-back games. And, And listen, this is one of the games... Hopefully you guys, uh, it was a good gambling weekend for me uh, on college. Remember, I gave out Tennessee on the podcast. I told you about the Jets. Um, Arizona missed, which stunk. Um, but some of the, it, it was, overall, I ended up positive Sunday in the NFL, and the Jets was one of the big reasons why. I, I, I just, I think there's something cooking with this Jets team, and something is legitimately wrong with the Packers. And I know it's obvious. Everybody's shouting, listening to the podcast. Oh, oh, it's weapons. They don't have any weapons. Well, yeah, Randall Cobb leaves with an injury, and... Essentially, nobody can get separation. I mean, the Green Bay Packers offense was anemic. And it's not just the weapons, guys. It's They can't block anybody. Against the Giants in the second half, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, the young guy, and Aziz Ojalari, the, the kid they got out of, I think, Georgia or somewhere in the SEC, um, they were dominating the Packers off the edge. So this week, you think, oh, they'll probably button it up and they're coming home. They'll be, they'll be get it right. No. Quinn and Williams absolutely wrecked the Packers' offensive line. I mean, Quinton Williams was everywhere. Two tackles for loss, two sacks, a blocked field goal. He leads all defensive tackles, and that includes Chris Jones, who Pro Football Focus loves, by the way. Quinton Williams leads all defensive tackles in pressure rate and sack rate. This is the same Quinton Williams who dominated Alabama and who also was dumb enough to try to bring a gun on an airplane. And he got, remember that from, I think, two years ago, early COVID. Um, he's a phenomenal player. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers was totally rattled by what the Jets were throwing at him. And offensively, he could do nothing. I mean, uh, some of the stuff I, that I wrote down here for Aaron Rodgers, um, indecisive, never on the same page with his running backs. Like he botched a, a handoff with Dylan. Like, come on, that's rookie stuff from Aaron Rodgers. And afterward, you know, Aaron Rodgers sounds almost like he's, like taunting people with his responses to, is everything okay? What's the problem? And he's like, uh, well, I, I don't see anybody jumping ship yet. So no, we're going to be fine. Like, what, what is that? What the hell does that even mean? You just lost to the Giants and the Jets, two teams that were drafting in the top five and came into the season with no playoff expectations. You lost to both of them back to back. I mean, the, 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 the Packers could not even generate 300 yards of total offense. They had six drop passes, the most in a game in five years for the Packers. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Sammy Watkins, supposedly, now we know he's always hurt, supposed to come off the IR this week. Also, November 1 is the trade deadline. We have seen one team fire their coach, the Carolina Panthers. They've got some weapons. Uh, they have DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson, who... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if anybody would want him in the locker room. He's the knucklehead, former Jet. Remember, he got to Carolina, made fun of Baker Mayfield at some point. Then Baker Mayfield gets traded there. He's like, "Oh, we're good. We're good." Robbie Anderson's a hothead problem child. Okay. Sunday against the Rams, he gets in an argument with the wide receiver coach. Says, "Who knows what?" And next thing you know, the head coach Steve Wilkes, the interim coach kicks Anderson off the sideline for whatever happened after that. So now Robbie Anderson, who I, I have here, $20 million dead cap hit if they cut him. <laughs> you think the billionaire owner who just fired the coaches would have to pay him, uh, what? how much is it, $70 million or some insane number that he owes him? You think he's going to want to now cut Robbie Anderson because of this? 
Like the Carolina Panthers have to find a shopper. If you're if you're the Packers, do you give up a seventh round pick for him and say we're not paying his salary? You you eat half the salary or something? I mean, they need weapons. Carolina is looks like it's going to be a seller. Um, I, I I I don't know. It's probably a little premature. But would the Houston Texans look to sell? You know, uh, they they need a lot. They definitely need a number one pick. Um, I I floated the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they got the win. Uh, Chase Claypool. Maybe they were showcasing him. He had a really good game. He's kind of lost in the shuffle. You know they like Pickens. At some point, the Green Bay Packers are going to have to look to get more weapons on offense because I would say McCaffrey, but people are going to yell, oh, they got Jones and Dylan. Guys, you can line up McCaffrey anywhere. Line him up on the outside. Line him up in the slot. He could do damage anywhere. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Sauce Gardner, the rookie cornerback, who I don't want to say he's a lock for the defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year, but he's been utterly dominant. How's this for a stat? He allowed one catch against the Packers for eight yards, and he was targeted seven times. 
The Jets have a real defense, folks. I, I know you guys are laughing. I did look this up. If you were looking at just teams with players who were 25 and under, find me a team with more talent than the Jets. Quinton Williams, Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, who, by the way, did not catch a pass. Um, I don't know. He's talented, but he didn't catch a pass. <laughs> Garrett Wilson, first-round pick. Elijah Vera Tucker, who could play every offensive line position, I think, except center. Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed. Like, they have so much talent. They're 4-2. and two. Listen, okay? They, they, they go to Denver this week. I told you, I'm going to Chargers-Broncos tonight. Broncos are walking wounded. If the Jets can beat back-to-back Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, folks, it's, I'm going to be a tough listen. You know, this is going to become a, a locked-on Jets podcast or something. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the salary cap. I'm, look, I'm doing a draft for Fox Sports coming up. So I'm, I have to keep readjusting the Jets down. Like, they're not, they're not picking top 10. Are they going to be picking top 15? Probably not. Folks, uh, listen, I know Rob G is a Raiders fan, and he's probably laughing his head off right now. Okay, so go to the standings for for the NFL, and then click on conference, okay? I'll just read off the leaders to you. It's the Buffalo Bills at 5-1. and one. It's the Kansas City Chiefs tied with the Jets at 4-2. Second best in the AFC, folks. I mean, come on. Now listen, the Chargers are probably going to win tonight, so they'll make it 4-2. and two. But there's a lot of mediocrity. The Ravens, who we'll get to shortly, are in a world of hurt. The Miami Dolphins have lost three in a row. They seem to be cratering. The Patriots, mini quarterback controversy, probably for later in the week. I don't want to say it's a playoff team because it's just six games. But Rob G, have you ever seen a turnaround like this? Your Raiders, one and four. They did have a bye, so I'm not going to crush them. In the playoffs last year. Bengals, three and three. They were in the playoffs last year. Jets. Four and two, possibly a playoff team with Zach Wilson completing 10 passes. He has no touchdown passes, Rob, in the last two weeks, and they got wins. Here's what I don't understand. What, what do my Raiders have to do with anything? Well, they made in, the playoffs last year. Rant. They made the playoffs. I, I know they did, but it felt like you shoot-horned them in again yeah. to take a shot. Like, hey, your yeah, team sucks. Tweet. My team's four and two. Uh, but look, l- let me just pour a little bit of cold water on the Jets, not because they're not a solid team, because that defense is legit. Uh, Quentin Williams, to your point, I thought he was the best player, period, uh, on Sunday. Not just in that game, but I thought overall he was he was a monster. Josh Allen and Buffalo Bills Mafia would like a word, but. Yeah, but I mean, everyone looks at the quarterbacks. It's easy oh, to point oh, out a quarterback. But, no, Quentin Williams, I felt like almost single-handedly wrecked that entire Packers game plan. Whatever game plan that they had that uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of poked at a little bit, saying we need to run simpler things. Whatever game plan they had, he completely wrecked it. But um, the cold water, though, you guys may have your own little Robbie Anderson situation brewing up in New York. I'm just saying. I don't know if you saw I this. I saw the Elijah Moore thing, yeah. Yeah, I know you did. I want to make sure we got to bring, bring it out to America. Elijah Moore. Was he a former first-round pick, right? He was a high uh, first-round pick. he was a second-round pick second. Miss, yeah. But they thought he was going to be a guy. He was going to be that he dude He can before. still be that dude. I got, by the uh, way, that, I was at Super Bowl week out here in, in L.A., and I'm at one of those gift suites, you know, and um, I'm hanging out with one of these like agents and overwalks this guy, this small guy. Uh, and, and he doesn't look like an NFL player. And the guy, oh, what's up, Elijah? Hey, meet Jason. And I'm like, oh, hey, he's like Elijah Moore of the Jets. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, he's like my size. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I got a picture with him. I know that's super corny and lame. Go ahead and make fun of me. I'm a Jets fan, you know. Um, Rob, he is legitimately my size. Yeah, I kidding. actually, th- I thought the same thing with the first time I met Greg Jennings. Yeah, but Greg Jennings is like jacked. Though. Well, now, well, that's that now, Greg Jennings now is jacked. Guys. But when I met him, he had just retired. He had just started working at Fox. He came by the studio and he hung out with uh, the radio show for about an hour. And I was like, you know what? Greg doesn't look all that big. Doesn't look like an NFL Super Bowl champion wide receiver. But, you know, I digress. Back to Elijah Moore. Robbie Anderson has an excuse because his team sucks. So I understand him getting upset and popping off and, you know, whatever he said to the coach, I, I don't know. But I, I can understand it because their team is, is in shambles. To your point, the Jets are 4-2. And, and Elijah Moore goes out of his way 
to tweet after the game because somebody said it was surprising he got zero targets. One of the Jets uh, beat, beat writers. writers yes. Rich Samini said that. Yep. So here's what Elijah Moore says. Mm. If I say what I really want to say, I'll be the selfish guy. We winning. Grateful. Huge blessing. All I ever wanted. Bittersweet for me. Um, but I'll be solid. I'll just stay quiet. Just know I don't understand it either. I don't either. I don't either, Elijah. He's creative. Just, just, He's just saying, man. Get him the ball in space, damn it. But again, I can't. I can't come off a win where we beat Aaron. We where the Jets. Beat Aaron <laughs> no, you Rogers say we. It's okay. You can say, say we. we. Um, <laughs> and they're kind of dominant doing it. And it's. I can't. I can't get mad at that. It's on to Denver. We're on to Denver. But um, I, I listen. I know quarterbacks get all the shine, and they also get all the criticism. I do believe after Brady and Rodgers. Both looking sus. Another quarterback is on the struggle bus. And you guys know I like him. Everybody likes him, I think. And it's Lamar Jackson. And after, yes. I think, three weeks, Rob, Rob Lamar Jackson was maybe the uh, leader for MVP. He was playing outstanding. And now, following a total meltdown against the New York Giants... The Ravens have now blown three double-digit leads. At least this one was not at home. This one was on the road in New York, leading 20-10 to 10 with 10 minutes left. Lamar Jackson throws an, probably one of the top worst interceptions of his career, and then he's strip-sacked on the next possession. This is all in the final four minutes. And the Ravens suffer a brutal loss, like a massive gut punch. Lamar... It was awful. 53% completions. Um, maybe his one of his worst quarterback ratings since that uh, the Buffalo game where he was terrible in the second half. I, he, he was okay at best against the Bengals. And I, I'm not making an excuse, Rob. This is just real. When you lose your top receiver, as we've seen Aaron Rodgers, struggling big time. When Brady did not have Godwin and Evans, he struggled. I'm not saying this guy's on that level, but no Rashad Bateman who has looked good at times, has really hurt Lamar Jackson. Without him, they have no field stretcher whatsoever. And if you guys notice, J.K. Dobbins, who was supposed to come back from the injury and have a monster year, he got virtually benched in the second half uh, in, in that Buffalo Bills game. And then he was benched in the second half against the Giants. And it's like, okay, Kenyon Drake is cooking, fine, let's feed him. But... Dobbins is awesome. What's going on? He's, he always hurt the kid out of Ohio State. And that offense just looks so disjointed. Brutal defeat for Lamar Jackson. And I got to wonder, not a hot take, just a legitimate question. At what point does he start thinking about the contract? Because it, it, when it was going great, yeah, I'm playing for that contract. I'm getting that big contract. And then when it's going sour... And, and, like, you know, Lamar had a pretty good game on the ground, but, I mean, spraying passes everywhere. And the late turnovers, it's like, is he overthinking it? Now, I don't think you're under center, uh, leading by three, thinking about your contract. That's not how it works. I think it's just a general state of mind where you're pressing or you're not as focused as you should be. Just as we can say, listen, Tom Brady's dealing with divorce lawyers. He's going to Kraft's wedding. When you've got all that, you don't have football. And I. you've just got to wonder. You've seen Lamar. So uh, opening against the Jets, three touchdowns. Against the Dolphins, three touchdowns. I know they lost the game, but he was a monster. Against the Patriots, four touchdowns. He started the season with 10 TD passes, two picks, and was totally dominant. Last three games, remember, a lot of no Bateman. Four interceptions, three touchdowns. Doesn't have a pass completion over 21 yards. Now, the other thing you're probably going to hear talked about is our opponents doing the too high shell that has flummoxed Joe Burrow, that got at Pat Mahomes last year, that is now getting at Lamar Jackson. Also, we know he was doing great against the Blitz. He didn't do great against the Blitz against the Giants. But, again, no Bateman. Again, I know that's hinging a lot on Rashad friggin' Bateman, but Rob, I just I feel a little bit bad for Lamar Jackson. You know I'm rooting for him. I'm, I'm rooting for the player over the owner always. Well, almost always. And, you know, they they have a get-right game against Cleveland. But after that, it's like at Tampa, at the Saints, still have games uh, uh, against in Jacksonville, which can be frisky, Denver, Pittsburgh. Like, 
I don't know, man. And luckily, nobody in their division is pulling away. Right. And, you know, I'm a little bit conflicted on this whole Lamar Jackson thing because, like you, I want him to do well. I want him to, I want him to get $250 million guaranteed. That's what I want to see because you know how I feel about the salary cap of the NFL. Um, Ryan Clark, ESPN, tweeted something out saying, basically, you know, you're not going to be able to get that kind of money and convince them to give you that kind of money if you're making plays like he did yesterday, specifically that late interception. And Lamar Jackson, to his credit, he owned it. He, he retweeted the tweet with the gif from um, Friday After Next. And all the, the gif is, hey, play us fuck up. That's basically what he's saying. Because he admitted that it was a bad play. And so on one hand, I can appreciate that unlike some of these other guys who are, you know, specifically Aaron Rodgers, who's kind of deflecting, say, hey, we got to simplify this. We got to do this. Rather than just saying, I'm not playing well. And, and Lamar Jackson admitted, you know what? That was a bad decision by me. That's good. On the other hand, this is not, you know, year two, Lamar Jackson, year three, Lamar Jackson. He's been in the NFL for, what is this now, five seasons? This is his fifth season, I believe. Yep. And um, s- some of the throws that he's made this season, I, the, the, the one yesterday was brutal. The interception where uh, he fumbles the ball or the bat snap, he picks it up, scrambles away, and rather than throw it out of bounds, which is what you're taught to do, as an experienced quarterback, you don't compound the mistake, especially when you're leading late in the fourth quarter. You throw it away, trust your defense. He throws it up for grabs, interception. And you know he threw it up for grabs to a fullback of all people. That's number one. But go, even go back to the Buffalo game a few weeks ago, the uh, the interception uh, was on a fourth and one. He floats back, he floats back, he throws it off his back foot 23 yards to the back of the end zone interception. And it's like, those are not the kind of throws that are going to get you the 200 250 million dollars guaranteed because those are the kind of throws that show you have a hell of a lot long way to go in terms of playing NFL quarterback. He's a great weapon, he's a great athlete. You brought up that he had big yards on the ground yesterday, helped my fantasy team get a win. I appreciate that. But in terms of playing quarterback, this season, it's a step back. There's no other way around it. It's the lowest completion percentage of since his rookie season, his lowest yards per attempt. It's like this is not going well for Lamar Jackson. I would be, I wouldn't be shocked if maybe he comes back next season just flat out on the franchise well, tag. Doesn't even get the deal uh, again, that he's looking this, for. We're, uh, this is week six, so you know if he has three good games. It's instantly going to be oh well, Lamar Jackson's back, you know. Like, uh, but again, three bad games in a row, no Bateman. I do wonder if the Ravens start poking around in at the trade deadline to try to pick up a receiver somewhere, because frankly, they just don't. Devin Duvernay, I'm so desperate in one of my fantasy teams. By the way, I went zero and two in fantasy. I had two four and one teams and lost both of them. Um, I'm still top four. Don't 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 cry for me. I got my my son got two wins this weekend. Um. But bottom line, I picked up Devin Duvernay thinking, oh, Lamar's got something with Duvernay. And then Bateman's out. I'm like, great, Duvernay's going to pop. I think he had one catch, you know. Like, they just don't have any game breakers on Same. the outside. And listen, remember, I, it just hit me. They lost Hollywood Brown. They traded him away. So now your most veteran receiver who's good is Bateman, who was a rookie last year. So it's like, I, I think we need to just, you know, I, I pump the brakes. And I know there's going to be some people, oh, you, you don't want to be critical of Lamar. He was bad. I was critical. Reminder. They were leading this game 20 to 10. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, looked to throw an interception in the end zone. It was like, oh, that's the ball game. Uh, and they got a reprieve because of a flag. And then, of course, Saquon Barkley scores. Listen, this Giants team is not good. I just want people to know they're not a good no, football team. They're not. I mean, if you look at the box score, they got outplayed badly. I mean, Baltimore almost doubled them up in yards, 406 to 238. Baltimore averaged seven yards a play. So, again, the end result and two turnovers late kill, ball, uh, kill uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. And Lamar gets b- b- beaten down. Got it. The reality is, for four quarters, Baltimore was definitely a better team. Right. It's just a misleading result, and people are going to freak out. And again, that's why, you know, from a gambling perspective, I think we can... I, I'm not going to overreact to this. So I think as a gambler, we can, you know, find an edge in teams that maybe played well but ended up on the wrong side the following week. I'll talk more about those tomorrow. Um, quick note. Survivor, Rob, are you still alive in yours or no? 
I'm not doing Survivor this year. I told you oh, last week. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So in the big money one, that I $86,000 on the line. Started with 2,600 people. It was down to 295 entering yesterday. 295, 167 had Tampa, Green Bay, or Baltimore. So we're now down to 127. Now, I had their uh, Rams, which is a nice dub. Um, that's in the big money one. The other one, I, I had Rams in both, if you recall. And there was a little sweat for like a quarter and a half. Rams are not good. Um, but a, a, a nice win for the Rams. Uh, the, the Carolina Panthers just are that bad. Um, Rob, I do think I want to wrap up. I obviously got to talk about the undefeated Eagles real quick before I get to Josh Allen and the Chiefs, and then we'll get to best bet for Monday Night Football. But I just, I, something seems off with this Eagles team. They look awesome in the first half, and Almost every game, Rob, in the second half, it's we're not going to play as hard or teams have figured out what we're doing or we're not adjusting our offense. And, I mean, Dallas was live to maybe steal that game, Rob. It was 20-3. to And Cooper Rush brought him Cooper Rush had a couple bad picks. Actually, I think, well, two of the three picks were bad. And Cooper Rush had the ball driving for maybe the lead. And then, you know, he got drilled and, and, and the pass was intercepted. But Eagles are 6-0, and but I, 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 I can't even get excited about looking at their schedule for potential 17. Like, that's idiotic. This team's not dominant. I think they could beat you in many ways. But I think clearly, Rob, there's the only takeaway from Sunday regarding who the best team in the league is. It has to be Buffalo. They go into Kansas City, get the win. Now, it wasn't a convincing win. I didn't think the game was great, you know, but again, every Chiefs-Bills matchup is not going to be the playoff game from last year, which was like one of the best games I've ever seen. Um, I, I, it's funny, Tony Romo early on, this video was going viral uh, yesterday. Tony Romo, first quarter, is like, this is not going to be a high-scoring game, you know, blah, 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 the defense is, a, this is probably going to be like a 24-20 game. And lands on 24-20. Like, Tony Romo calls plays and now calling scores. He's really good at his job, guys. And I don't listen to the announcers a ton. I do. I'm starting to warm to Romo. I think he's pretty good. Um, but, like, the way the Eagles dominate in the first half, if they can do that for four quarters, whew, team's going to be nasty. Um, Dallas will obviously go back to Dak Prescott for next week. Cooper had a good run. Um, he was at the center of the NFL universe for like four weeks, and he's never forgetting get forget that for the rest of his life. He maybe he makes money as a backup quarterback somewhere next year. Can he be a top five backup in the league? I think certainly. If you have a spotty backup situation, hell, my Jets. You know Joe Flacco. He's like thirty seven. Listen, he ain't. The, I think he's done. If you can go out on the market and get Cooper Rush to be your backup, why the hell not? He's a solid backup. You know, if your guy goes down for a week or two. You're going you're gonna to have a quarterback who makes the plays that he has to and keep your team in the game. And then finally, he's going to turn into a pumpkin and throw three interceptions. Um, but specifically on Josh Allen versus the Chiefs, the one thing about Kansas City, and I did think Kansas City would win, they, their cornerback situation is very ugly. They drafted this kid McDuffie out of Washington. He still hasn't played. As such... Kansas City was forced to start two rookie cornerbacks. And Spagnolo, who loves to blitz, left them on islands. Rookies against Gabriel Davis, touchdown, and Stephon Diggs, touchdown. Like, what are you doing? That being said, when they get to health, uh, Rob, they were down their two starting cornerbacks. I think this, this, this game, I'm not automatically giving the Bills the win over the Chiefs in, um, in January in uh, Orchard Park, Buffalo. I don't think that's an automatic win uh, for Buffalo. I think Kansas City's definitely going to be live. Now, the one thing is, when was the last time Patrick Mahomes went on the road in the playoffs? Oh, we've never seen that. Have we? I don't think so. I think he's had a home field advantage every single season. Now, I could be wrong, and Rob will check me on that, but I think he went Super Bowl win, Super Bowl loss. The one year they lost to the Patriots at home in a classic, and then they lost to the Bengals last year. So I'm almost certain Patrick Mahomes will have his first road game in the playoffs. I, I, I didn't think he was bad. That final interception was pretty atrocious. But I, I still think Kansas City, you know what? I'm going to go best teams in the league, Buffalo, Kansas City, Eagles three. After that, I don't, are the Jets in the – no, I, I, I kid, I kid. Uh, but, Rob, do you think Bills number one or Eagles? 
you know what? I, I'm going to go Eagles. Um, fair. I mean, even, even if I think if I had like on a neutral field, I would probably pick Buffalo because in those situations, you almost always lean with the better quarterback. But the Eagles, to me, just eye test. They, they look fantastic. You know, they, they look so dominant in the first half. I think that they're outscoring teams in the second quarter of games by like 100 points or something like that. It's something stupid. I have to look it up again. Um, I saw it just before we started recording. They've been so dominant in the first half of games that this was, I believe, the first time I've ever felt they've been challenged almost in the fourth quarter because they just get up on teams so big, they take their foot off the gas, and they kind of cruise to victory. We've already seen Buffalo have a hiccup. Yesterday's game against Kansas City was right there for the taking for Patrick Mahomes, and he threw an uncharacteristic interception. So it's really close. Like I said, if it's a neutral field, I'm probably leaning with the quarterback. So in this case, no matter who's, who it is on a neutral field, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes over all those guys. That's just me. But right now, from what I've seen through the first six weeks, I think the Eagles look like the best team So right Bill, now. Bills have a bye, and then they host Aaron Rodgers Sunday night football. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. And then, uh, you know, they have a huge game the following week at the Jets. Now, that's a 1 p.m. Sunday game. I wonder if the league would be looking to flex that to Sunday night football because that could be a first-place showdown in the NFC East. Bills-Jets, November 6th. Um, that's a big one, Rob. It's massive. Um, so, I don't know. I thought, I thought Sunday was a, it was a good day. And listen— some of these upsets, like San Fran, we didn't even talk about. Supposedly one of the best teams in the NFC. Beat to hell, and they got their doors blown off by Atlanta. Nobody can get separation in this league except the Patriots, who won last week 29-0 and now kill the the Browns by 23. Every other game felt like it was down to one possession late. Um, I won with the Bengals and then the Jacksonville Jaguars in the contest, plus two and a half. Oh, my gosh. Matt Ryan, who threw – I don't know if you saw the stat, Ryan, Rob – Matt Ryan threw 37 passes in the first half. For the game, he threw 58. And they're going down for the game-winning field goal, and then Matt Ryan, like an asshole, decides, oh, I'm just going to chuck it up to this rookie who's never caught a touchdown with like 30 seconds to go, and he catches it for the touchdown, just killing my cover. A field goal, and I cover that. Oh, big killer. Um, And then look at every other score. It's like, well, Carolina got crushed. Um But every game feels close in this league. Parity is on full display in the NFL. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. And we'll wrap up with the best bet. Monday Night Football, Chargers-Broncos. Your boy will be in the building. I can't get too lubricated. Obviously, because we got to do the podcast um, the next morning, and I got to head over to the herd for Tuesday. But I don't see how anybody can take the Denver Broncos in this. I, I don't see what anybody's seeing in the Broncos at all. And as such, I think I said as such twice on the pod today. That's a, a new record. The Chargers are getting most of the tickets and most of the money. Denver, I don't want to say they're unbettable, but like, where's the offense coming from in this? I remember one game last year, and Rob is going to think this is intentional, where the Raiders were undefeated on Monday Night Football. They went to visit the Chargers, and the Chargers went up and down the field. I think beat them 28-14. It was like handily. I think that will be some kind. It'll be somewhere in the 28-14 range. We already saw Denver go to the Raiders on the indoor fast track, and they looked kind of slow, and they lost. And... I think on the fast track Chargers, now they will not have Keenan Allen tonight, uh, which is not ideal, but I think Austin Eckler could potentially have a big game out of the backfield. The Broncos, if you know, they're, they're supposed to be getting healthy, but it's still just it's not materializing. Um, Chargers opened as four-point favorites. It's up to four and a half. I think you're good at four and a half. Uh, apparently, it, the sportsbooks are taking money on the under, went down from 47 and a half to 45 and a half. I'm seeing like a Chargers 23, Broncos 13 type low-ish scoring game. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the league in Justin Herbert against Russell Wilson. Now, this could be one of these last stands for Russ. Um, You know, if you don't really care about a score, Rob, I am just curious. On the cringe scale, where are you on Russell Wilson? Because a lot of people Uh. seem to think he's just cringy. These commercials and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, what is like a zero, zero to ten, and ten being the most cringe? He's like a nine and a half. He, oh, he's gosh. way, he's way up there. You're and, way out on and, him. and it's not even like the, the the subway commercial was bad. You know, him insisting on putting sneaking in the Cowboys country list right at the end of every press conference is kind of yeah, bad. Yeah, that's but right. to me, the one that really set it off was it was coming out to practice, and this is I think was before week one, and. He comes out of the locker room and he sticks his hand out like he's high-fiving people that aren't there. Like he's practicing his entrance onto the field like he would in a real game. And I was just like, okay, yeah, that's a little much, my dude. Like that's – maybe I wouldn't go that far. Like that's – he's always been a little bit kind of corny, but the, that was that was way too much for me. Mm. Yeah, I've never faked high-five other people before. 
I, like I don't simulated know is, a high five. I've I've done no, I haven't. <laughs> you know the one thing. Uh, I did hear I, – I recently went to lunch uh, with someone at a major network, and I was told that Russell Wilson and Ciara – Sierra, however you say it – are shopping a reality show. Now, this place passed on them, but my first thought was, really? Like football season and that's what Russ is doing? And then you start seeing his up his social media uptick. I don't know if you've seen – they're doing like the TikTok stuff – where it's like the, whatever's trendy, they're doing it on TikTok, Russ and his wife. And it's like they're trying really hard. And I don't know. Again, I'm not picking on quarterbacks like Brady who have other stuff going on, Lamar's contract, Russ. But it's like I just, it, that seems like a tough sell to me. And, and Rob, when I was act surprised, I was like, oh, well, they're kind of big. Ciara's like a big deal. The person said to me, what's her, what song is she most famous for? Rob, what song is Ciara most famous for? Goodies. I did not even have an answer. I don't know the song Goodies. Do you want to sing a bar for me? So, like, I bet you, you want the goodies. Bet you thought about it. You ever heard of that one? Yeah, I, get I you all hot and bothered. It's going to get so many downloads. I'm, I'm telling yes, you, later today, I, I, we got at least another 15, 20 wait, tacked on because of that singing right there. Wait, wait. Was was One um, what, one Step? Uh, yes, that was One Two. Everybody one, one Two Step. Everybody yeah, that, I rem- you know why I remember step. that? It was a good scene in this movie. Um, at this dance part, Rachel Bilson, who I used to have a crush on when she was moderately famous, um, that that song came on, and that is the most song she's most famous for. Well, what else is she famous for? Like dating rappers? I think she only dated like, one rapper. Who? Who? The future. Guy, future. She just happens to have a kid oh. with him. Yeah. I mean, come on. So I I don't know. I just it just felt weird to me that Russell Wilson is pitching reality shows. And I was all like, oh, Russ is he's just such a good quarterback. I think he's trying to overcompensate for whatever happened at the end in Seattle, you know? Yeah, it's. It, I saw somebody say on Twitter, I forgot who said it, but it was somebody said that um, because, you know, even go back to college, he had NFC State and then he played at Wisconsin, and, and it almost feels like he wants so bad to fit in wherever he's at. Like he doesn't really fit in with anybody, so – when he's around Sierra, you see the Mister Unlimited and all these, you know, things that. Don't I don't really even know what in. that is. Is that a nickname he gave? He gave himself. himself. It's like the Black Mamba, but not as cool. So Wait, Kobe gave himself his. Own he nickname? did give himself his own Ooh, nickname. I did not know that. Yeah. That's not so cool. it's that one, and then it's, you know, some of the. It's like wherever he's at, he kind of shape shifts, and. Well, I think there's I don't a lot of people do that. that. It's just a lot of people aren't celebrities who do that, so it, it really stands out. And to your point, to bring it full circle. It is kind of cringe when you see that. Interesting. Go Chargers. Um, also, big week in the NBA. I hope they both lose. You hope who loses? Chargers the Chargers and, and the Broncos. They, just, they find a way to tie. 3-3 three, three, three Yeah, exactly. I don't see that. Um, <laughs> should be a big week on the pod, guys. Uh, everybody have a good one. Talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats. That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.